0: Hey, praise the Lord. I'm so glad that you are with us today. We bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, I want those that are, are right here right now, make sure that you uh, tell the person next to you, I am blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Come on, say that louder. Say it louder to that person that's right next to you. Say it like you believe it. I am blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm glad that those that have connected online uh, are ready. Uh, we bless you in Jesus' holy name. We're excited that you are uh, have connected with us. Make sure that you uh, share this message with your friends and family members. And I am telling you that it's going to be a blessing to you and to uh, those that you share it with in Jesus' holy name. Well, uh, we started uh, a new month, obviously, and uh, we started a new series uh, called uh, What Are You Thinking? What Are You Thinking? And uh, the first one, the first installment, Uh, For this series that we are doing this month uh, was done by um, Pastor uh, Hilda. uh, Glory to Jesus. And she started the series. um, The series, uh, the the name of the series is What Are You Thinking? But she named uh, the message, she entitled her message, Change Your Thinking, Change Your World. Hallelujah. Change your thinking, change your world. Hallelujah. And she said... I quote this, uh, you cannot think about the things of this world and expect the things of God to come out of you. You cannot e- expect, you cannot think about the things of this world and expect the things of God to come out of you. You, you got to change your thinking. You got to change your thinking. And I, I, I pray to God that you have heard that message. And I pray to God that you have started uh, to change a uh, uh, the way that you think, uh, your your thoughts and everything. Uh, Pastor Yvette continued on uh, last week, and uh, Pastor Yvette entitled her message uh, "New Mindsets, New Results." New mindsets, new results, and she said, "I quote: We um, uh, when we come to when we come in covenant with God uh, through Jesus Christ His Son, we begin a process of metamorpho. There is a spiritual transformation that starts to take place." in the life of the believer, the moment that they get saved. Glory to God. There's a transformation that takes place the moment that believer accepts Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. How many can say amen to that? How many can say, thank you, Father, for your son, Jesus, that paid the price, that ultimate price on the cross in Calvary. Glory to God. Glory to God. I I encourage you uh, to make sure that you catch up. If you haven't listened to those uh, Uh, Two messages, shame on you Uh, Make sure you get up to date And um, I I want to Start today And share this with you Uh, Paul urges Us not to uh, be conformed To this world Not to be conformed to this world Uh, um, Or or Philip As Philip uh, uh, paraphrases, Paraphrases it. Don't let the world Around you squeeze you into its own mode. Don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mode. And we got to understand that's, that's one of the things that that the enemy is trying and, and is actively doing right now, uh, trying to, to squeeze people to think like the world, to think like the world. When you come into the kingdom of God, we should abandon the thought patterns and lifestyle of this world. We should abandon the lifestyles and, and, uh, of this world and, and patterns and thoughts of this world. The world age as, as what we're living in right now, as Hughes here, means the, the society or system that man has built in order to make himself happy without God. To make himself happy without God. But how many know that you, you're not happy? Uh, if you're without God, it's impossible for you to be happy. Listen, the only one that will fulfill that void in your life, the only one that would uh, uh, help you in every area of your life, that that emptiness that you have, whatever it might be. listen, is not your uh, it, it's not your wife, it's not your husband, it's not a child. no, the one that makes you complete is your Lord Jesus Christ. Having a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ is what makes us complete. But man is trying to do everything that he can to try to avoid that relationship. And it's out of ignorance because everything changes in your life when you come to Christ. Everything changes. And it's not like uh, uh, the the Lord tells us, you know, before you come to church, make sure that you change everything, get everything straight, and then come to church. No, on the contrary. Come as you are. Come as you are. And he is the only one that's going to help you in whatever area of your life that you are weak in, that you're lacking at. Uh, he is the one that's going to fulfill that void. Uh, maybe uh, uh, you had a family member that passed away. Uh, maybe you're a widow and uh, your your husband has passed away. Th- that void right now, the only one that would be able to complete that, hallelujah, and fill that void is the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We got to keep that in mind. It is the kingdom that... Uh, it, it is a kingdom that is antagonistic to God. The God, little g, a prince of this world, is saying, "You got to understand that." Listen to what it says in Second Corinthians chapter four, verses four. Uh, chapter four, verse four. In their case, the God of this age has blinded the minds of the unbelievers, so they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. Let me repeat this again. Okay? In their case, the God of this age has blinded the minds of the unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God himself. Hallelujah. John twelve thirty one says, Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. John chapter 14, verse 30. It says, I will not talk with you much longer because the ruler of this world is coming. He has no power over me. Made it very clear. He has no power over me. Hallelujah. Um, John chapter 16, verse 11. And about judgment, because... The ruler of this world has been judged. He's been judged already. All unconverted people are his subject. And those are the ones that he seeks. He seeks to attack and uh, he, he, he wants to uh, hold people through lust of their eyes. He wants to control people through lust of the flesh and, and pride in their life. We got to understand that that's what the enemy's after. That's what the enemy is after. 1 John chapter 2, verse 16. For everything that belongs to the world, the lust, the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and, and the pride in and, and one's lifestyle, is not from the Father. Hallelujah. is not from the Father, but it's from the world. We need to keep that in mind. We need to keep in mind that whatever is lustful in your life has nothing to do with God. Absolutely nothing to do with God because it doesn't come from God. Christ died to deliver us <coughs> Excuse me. Christ died to deliver us from this world. The world is crucified to us and we are crucified to the world. It would be absolute disloyalty to the Lord for believers to love the world. Anyone who loves the world is an enemy of God. Anyone, let me repeat this again, anyone who loves the world is an enemy of God. Now, now let's pause there for a moment because I don't want anybody to get radical and, and say, well, pastor, how can that? Listen, I am not saying that we, uh, we shouldn't be concerned about those that are in the world that have never accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. No, on the contrary. It is our responsibility as believers to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with every person that we come in contact. With every person that we come in contact. Because everyone needs a, a Savior. Regardless of what their status is in life, they need a Savior. But I cannot allow that uh, the, the, the cares of that person uh, that, that obviously is not driven by God. Come on. It's not driven by God. It's driven by this world. I cannot, that, I cannot allow that to wrap me into what that person is believing. I take the gospel of Jesus Christ to that person, and I share the gospel of Jesus Christ with that person. But it's up to that person what that person is going to do with it. It's not my responsibility. We just got to pray and allow the Holy Spirit to work in the life of each individual person. That's what I'm talking about, the difference about uh, you know, uh, the world and uh, the way that we should think and the way that uh, we should act towards the world. No. There's a falling world. We we live in a falling world. And this world needs Jesus more than ever, more than ever before. So it's our responsibility as a believer to share the gospel with everybody that we come in contact. Listen, uh, Pastor Yvette and I were at a restaurant the other day. And uh, all of a sudden, the, the person that was taking care of us, uh, this person started talking to us about everything that Uh, they have gone through in just a a matter of months, you know, in a matter of year, lost two family members, uh, different struggles in in this person's life and everything. that that God gave us an opportunity, hallelujah, if you make yourself available in the morning, if you wake up in the morning and you say, Lord, use me for your glory and honor, God's going to use you. God's going to use you because you know what? There's so many people out there that need to hear the goodness of God. They need to hear what the gospel is all about because there's so many, so many negative voices out there, and we got to come in with the with, with with what God has instilled in our spirit and share the goodness of God with them. I am telling you, we start talking to this person that uh, was taking care of us uh, uh, there at the restaurant. And I said, before we leave, we want to pray for you. We continued to talk for the longest time. And I was looking around. I said, man, I, I, I guess managers don't care or, or whatever it might be. There were other customers. But you know what? This person was so attentive to every word that was coming out of our mouth. And we said, before we leave, we want to pray for you. And sure enough, when they came around left us a bill, uh, uh, left us the check, we I held hands with this person, and and we started praying and and blessing this person, and we say, "Listen, you got to get in a church, a Bible believing, preaching church. You got to get in because you can't, you can't, uh, you can't function in your life by yourself. You gotta, you gotta share these things with somebody at church with your pastor. Uh, you gotta share it with your pastor. You gotta, you gotta have accountability in your life. You know, you can't be a lone ranger." And, and it was a setup from God. Listen, we weren't even going to stop at that restaurant. As a matter of fact, I continued on, and then I came around again, and we finally decided to go to that restaurant. But I, I am telling you that God will give you divine, uh, divine appointments. I, I, I want to go back to this again, okay? I want to go back to this again. I want you to understand what I'm saying. Believers are not of the world any more than... Than Christ is of the world. However, they are sent into the world to testify that it works, that that its works are evil, and that salvation is available to all who put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's our responsibility. We need to let the, this world know. Listen, evil is out there. Evil is out there. But at the same time, God is available. God sent His only Son to die on that cross for you, for everything that you are going through right now, right this moment. We should not only be separated from the world, we should be transformed by the renewing of our mind, which means that we should think the way God thinks. As as revealed in the Bible, then we can experience the direct guidance of God in our lives. We can, we can uh, see the guidance of God in our life. I want to I want to uh, stop here for a moment, and I want to pray because I know that there's people watching right now, watching us right now, that are struggling in certain areas in their life, and it's because of the thoughts, what they're thinking is tormenting them, because it has nothing to do with the Word of God. It, it, what, what they're thinking ha- is not aligned with the Word of God. And the enemy is playing with your mind, but I'm declaring in Jesus' name that uh, during this message that you're listening to right now and you're watching right now, through this message, through the Word of God, God is going to set you free once and for all. Hallelujah. God is going to set you free from those tormenting spirits. Uh, uh, tormenting thoughts that you've been thinking about for the longest time, you are going to be set free in the mighty name of Jesus. So I'm going to pray right now, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for every person that is watching right now, Lord, every person that is listening right now as well, Father. I declare that the word of God penetrates their heart, Lord Jesus, and I declare in the mighty name of Jesus that there will be a harvest, Lord, a harvest of, of changed souls, Father, changed mind, Lord Jesus, People that are transformed, their minds are renewed through the word of God. Father, I thank you already in advance, Lord. And I give you all the glory and I give you all the honor. In the mighty and glorious name of Jesus, amen and amen. Glory to God. Listen, I've entitled my message today, Keep the Weeds Out. Keep the weeds out. We need to do everything that we can to keep the weeds out there's there are weeds that, that that are growing that we allow in our mind every now and then when we're not aligning our our thoughts in our and what we're allow, what we're allowing to come in to our spirit okay they they're like weeds in the garden, they're like weeds in the garden, and if you don't pluck them out, it'll take over whatever it is that you have planted Romans chapter twelve verse two. It says, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Glory to God for your life, for your life. What we think about affects us both physically and emotionally. We we need to understand this. What we think about affects us physically and emotionally. According to researchers, the vast majority of the illnesses and, and the plagues that uh, are, are, are on, on people uh, nowadays uh, is direct result of toxic thoughts in their life. Toxic thoughts in their life. I call them we's in our mind and, and, and that obstruct and choke the word of God. We, we need to be careful with that. We need to be careful with what we're watching, what we're what we're allowing in our spirit. We, we got to be extremely careful. Dr. Carolyn Leaf, I've mentioned her before. She is a best-selling author of Switch Your Brain, Switch Your Brain book. It's a powerful book. I encourage you to get her, uh, get the uh, get the book. Um, you know, you gotta you gotta invest in yourself and uh, invest in something that it, that it's good that it's gonna feed your spirit on what and what not to do to renew your mind. Hallelujah. I want to quote from uh, the book that she wrote. And it says, What we have built into our minds through our experiences and choices shapes our unique uh, uh, worldview, which which in turn impacts our thoughts, words, and action. It is our filter reflecting what comes in through the senses and shaping mental architecture. Listen to what it says. It is our filter reflecting what comes in through our senses and shaping our mental architecture. Hallelujah. Once we choose to follow the Messiah, however, we have to compare our, our worldview to God's worldview. We have a beautiful new filter. That not only adds to our experience, but paints them in a new light. One that is good, acceptable, and complete. One that is good, acceptable, and complete. Allowing us to see and respond to the world in a different way, in a truly human way. Hallelujah. The more we choose with our minds to think and act like Jesus, the more we become like Jesus. The more we choose with our mind to think and act like Jesus, the more we become like Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 and 5, listen to what it says here. Since the weapons of our warfare are not worldly, but are powerful through God for the demolition of strongholds, we demolish arguments. We demolish arguments and every high-minded thing that is raised up against the knowledge of God. Taking every thought captive, hallelujah, taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Glory to Jesus. Are you taking your thoughts captive is my question for you today. What is it that you are allowing to come into your mind? Are you running it through the filter of the word of God, or you're just allowing it, you're just completely open to whatever I see, whatever I hear, I receive it, you know. And then if I don't like it, I'll remove it. No, no, no. It has to run through the filter, which is our Lord Jesus Christ. Does Does it align what you're watching, what you're seeing, what you're hearing? Does it align with the word of God? You got to keep in mind, whatever it is that you're watching, whatever it is that you're allowing to your, your, your spirit to be fed from is whatever you're going to be voicing, whatever you're going to be believing, whatever you're going to be thinking upon. Keep in mind that even when we're sleeping, we're still thinking the mind is still working. The mind is still active every day. The moment that you wake up, there's. There's decisions that we need to make. I mean, there's appointments that we have. There's phone calls that we need to make. Uh, There's things that we need to uh, take care of. uh, uh, But you know what? Do they align with the Word of God? Do they align with the Word of God? Is that what God wants you to do? For sure, when you think like the world thinks, eventually you will act like the world acts. Eventually, it's going to happen. You hang around the wrong people, you're going to start talking the wrong way. You're going to start doing things that uh, uh, do not align with your beliefs. Listen to what it says here. Unrestrained thoughts produce unrestrained actions. Unrestrained thoughts produce unrestrained actions. We we could talk so much about this topic right now because we are living it right now we, we, we are seeing it in our country right now. I mean, the murder rate, the uh, the, 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 the violence has gone up to uh, such an astronomical level that it's incredible. The people that are being shot each and every day in our cities, the violence, the anger. We are seeing the results of, uh, 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 of exactly what it says here. Unrestrained thoughts produce unrestrained actions. All across the board, we're seeing it. From young people to uh, older people to, uh, uh, you know, kids playing with handguns and shooting friends. I, I, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy what's taking place. Violence, killing, shootings has risen to an astronomical level. What's happening in our country? What is the reason aside from from the obvious? Spirit of lawlessness, lack of fear of God, lack of the fear of God. Again, we go back to what I just mentioned. Unrestrained thoughts, unrestrained thoughts produce unrestrained actions. What are you allowing your kids to watch on TV? What do you watch on TV as a family? As a matter of fact, I want to pause there for a moment, you know. Think about a movie night in your house, and, and you just want to watch this movie with, with your family. And and, and you, uh, as a matter of fact, you want to have Jesus there with you. And, and you're making, Jesus, we're, we're going to have a, tonight's Friday night, and, you know, uh, we, we're going to have a, a movie night. And we're going to have drinks, and uh, uh, we're going to have popcorn and uh, pop sodas, and, and we're going to have a good time. Uh, it, 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 are you going to feel comfortable, Jesus, watching the same movie that you're watching? Or the same program that you're watching? Or the same series that you're watching? Same episodes that you're watching? Or whatever it might be? Come on, think about that for a moment. Are you allowing that to uh, sink in, in, in your spirit? Does that align with the Word of God? Whatever it is that you're watching. what what Whatever is coming in through your eyes and to your spirit, man. Uh, it, it, does it align with what God is saying? That's why... Uh, some people are reacting the violent how violent they're reacting because what they're watching on TV because of the games that they're playing on the internet think about that for a moment it's very important the role that that parents have in the life of a child now more than ever now more than ever it's extremely important the role that as a parent you know you have the influence that you need to have in your child's life ask yourself this question are you even aware of who their friends are how they express themselves and not just parents have a great role and responsibility but uh, think about grandparents as well the grandparents that are out there that are raising their grandkids because who knows what happened to their kids and they're raising their grandkids as well it's a church's responsibility as well it's a sunday school teacher as well you know what is it what is it that we are depositing in the life of these kids what what is it that we are instilling in the life of these kids that is it is it the word of god is it the fear of god that is going to impact their tomorrow the way that they would act as an adult Is it going to impact them in their future? Or are we just going to allow our society to dictate what our kids are supposed to be doing? Are we going to allow the school board to uh, dictate what is going to be taught to our kids and our grandkids? Are you just going to sit back and allow them? What's happening in the schools right now, does it align with what it says in the Word of God? Keep in mind that your child is in school more hours during the week than what they are at home most of the time because they're out there for a long time. And, and and sometimes they even have after-school programs. And the kids are out there. What are they listening to? Are you even aware of what their friends are saying? Who are their friends? Who are their friends that are speaking into their life? There's so many cases of kids that uh, just get into the Internet and start chatting with the adults and, and 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 getting into conversations and you do you know exactly what your child is doing think about that for a moment who is speaking into that child's life yes there is a a big responsibility in the church as as a pastor and as uh uh those Sunday school uh uh programs in each church and 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 the uh, and the programs for for the school and uh, and and kids' ministry and everything, there's so much that so much responsibility that those teachers have and, and it's such a, a short period of time that our teachers have with the kids to be able to deposit the word of God into their life. that when they go to school on Monday, they would make a difference in their campus, in their schools, with their peers, with their teachers, with their friends that they're a light for Jesus Christ when Monday comes around because of what they learned on Sunday from a teacher that has worked the entire week in her in her uh, local job or whatever it is that, that she is doing and, and she prepares a class to bring and deposit in the life of your child to teach them what is right and wrong based on the Word of God. Hallelujah. Don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mode of thinking and, and thinking, about, thinking about drugs and, and, and sex and violence and pornography and ultimately death, because that's what it ends up with. That's what it ends up with. Don't allow the world to dictate who you are and what you look like and who you should be like. Don't allow that. That is what the enemy is actively doing in our society Right now, eating the minds of this generation. And not just children and teenagers, but adults as well. But adults as well. Adults are falling in that trap as well. Adults that have been walking with Christ for years. I see posts online of of some that have walked away from the faith. Why? Because they opened the door and they allowed the enemy to step in. They were being fed back again the same junk that they got out of. When they first came to Christ. They were walking like the world. They were smelling like the world. They were speaking like the world. They come into the church. They get saved. Hallelujah. They start walking with Jesus. And all of a sudden they allow that door to be wide open again. And now they, were, they not only look like the world. But they look worse than what they were at the beginning. What are you allowing? What are you thinking? What, what is it that you're thinking? What is it that you're allowing your spirit to be fed? Hallelujah. What are you allowing in your mind? What what are you thinking? Don't let Satan deceive you into sacrificing the glory of God in your life. Why are you going to sacrifice the glory of God into your life for a few moments of indulgence and sin? Why would you do that? Does that make any sense whatsoever? Is it worth the pain that you will bring to yourself? Is it worth the pain that you will bring to the family? Not just to your family, but to the family of God. Just because of a moment of self gratification? Just because you were uh, 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 lured into by what you were seeing, maybe online? Maybe what you were hearing about somebody else that was doing, and you just opened that crack, you just opened that door, and the enemy came into your territory? Is it worth it? Is it worth it to, uh, to put on the line the, the blood of Jesus Christ? Was it worth it? I'm sure it wasn't. I'm sure it wasn't. Maybe you feel empty right now, and that's the reason that you feel empty and you got that void in your life because you opened that door to the enemy to listen to the voices of the world instead of listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying. But now, don't think it's too late. God loves you. God loves you and you got to understand that that God uh, gave His only begotten Son to die on that cross and shed His blood for you and I. For our sins. Now understand that you could do an about face. Understand that you don't have to stay there. If you stay there, it's because you want to. It's not because there's not a way out. There is a way out and his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Keep the weeds out of your life. Keep the weeds out of your mind. Restrain your thoughts in your life. Meditate on the Word of God instead of selfish and carnal thoughts that are destroying your life. Keep those eyes on Jesus. Keep those eyes that God has given you on Jesus, on the cross. Nothing else. Nothing else will complete you. Nothing else will satisfy you. Keep it on the cross. Understand that He is the author and the finisher of your faith. Is it easy? No, it's not easy. It's a daily process, it's a daily walk that we need to go through. All of us need to go through. None of us have arrived there yet. Understand that. Don't be fooled. Listen, Jesus compared the kingdom of God with the planting of seed and and reaping a harvest. Let's go to uh, Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, starting in verse number 26, hallelujah, glory to God. Mark, glory to Jesus, Mark chapter number 4, starting in verse number 26, and listen to what it says, the parable of the growing seed. It says, the kingdom of God is like this, he said. A man scatters seed on the ground and he sleeps and rises, he sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows. He doesn't know how the soil produces a crop by itself. First the blade, then the head, and then the ripe grain on the head. But as soon as a crop is ready, he sends for the sickle because the harvest is has come. As soon, listen to what it says, for as soon as the crop is ready, he sends for the sickle, because the harvest has come. But you see, there, there are some essential things that you must do by faith if you want to have a crop to reap at harvest time. There's certain things that you need to do. But there are these, there, 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 there are some kind of people that want to reap a harvest with weeds in their gardens. And that just doesn't happen. There's no way that you're going to reap a harvest if you have a garden full of weeds. It just doesn't happen. The weeds will take over whatever it is that you planted. I want to give you here three things that you must do. Number one, you must sow the seed of the word in faith, expecting it to grow. Sow the seed of the word, expecting it to grow in the mighty name of Jesus. You see, the the seed, I'm planting this seed right now. I'm planting this seed right now in your spirit. And I am declaring and I prayed already even before I came up to uh, share this message with you. Even before I prayed to God for a harvest. Hallelujah. For a harvest. I declare it. I believe it. And I know it will come to pass. That God will give a harvest from this seed, from this word that he's instilled in my spirit. I have no doubts whatsoever. Number one, you must sow a seed of the word in faith expecting to grow. You must find the promises of God in his word and plant them in your heart and life. And plant them in your heart and life. The word, hallelujah, is created, uh, the, the word creates faith. In our minds, the word creates faith in our mind. the word inspires hope and nourishes the soul. you got to understand that. the word inspires our hope and nourishes our soul. The word will the, the word will break every chain and demons. Hallelujah every stronghold it will be broken by the word of God by the word of God. number two, you must water the seed. Water it with praise daily. Water with spiritual water of the word. Do you praise God on a daily basis? Do you spend time in prayer on a daily basis? This is extremely important. The word contains life and those seeds' promises can't grow without it. Now repeat this again. The word contains life and those seed' promises can't grow without it. Hallelujah. You need to water it. Number three, you must keep the weeds out. You must keep the weeds out when the weeds of unforgiveness, of doubt, of fear, of discouragement, of anxiousness, of uh, anger, of drugs, of sex, of pornography, of violence. Come on, listen to everything that I mentioning, And all other junk that the devil tries to sow into your crop that comes into your mind, you must get rid of it immediately. And how do you get rid of it immediately? You need to pluck it out with root and everything. There's a root to that. There's a root to that problem. There, there's a root to your addiction to pornography. Something happened one day that you opened that door. Maybe it could have been from a family member. Maybe a family member introduced you to it. And I'm not just talking about pornography. I'm talking about violence. Maybe there was violence in your home, and and that root is inside of you because that's what you saw, that's what you heard, that's what you observed on a daily basis, and now you're carrying it itself. Maybe, Maybe it's not that, maybe it's drugs. Maybe there was a seed. Uh, uh, there was a seed that was planted in you, of drugs. You saw it from a family member. You saw it from a loved one that you you admire this person so much. You you care about this person so much. But this person was the one that introduced you to the drugs. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Anger, whatever, whatever it might be, whatever it might be, discouragement, anxiousness. Why are you anxious? There's a root to it. There's a root to it. Uh, Discouragement. Are you being encouraged on on the word of God on a daily basis or you're not? That's why the word of God is here. You got to understand that the word of God is alive and well each and every day. Every day. And once you open it, there's something that the Lord's going to reveal to you for that specific day. Something that you're going through that moment. Come on. Understand what I'm saying. It's not a it's not a history book that you're gonna read of things that no 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 you read the word of god and I guarantee you that the Lord's gonna speak to you about whatever it is that you're going through in your life at that moment and he is gonna give you the right scripture, the right scriptures, the right words that is gonna fill that void in your spirit. But are you doing that? Are you doing that? You're going to have to weed your own crop. You can't expect somebody to do it. You can't expect the, the pastor to do it. Come into your field and and, and weed out your, your, your crops and whatever it is that... Does. No, 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 you got to take care of it. You personally got to take care of it. I got to pull out my own roots. I, I don't need to pull out your roots. No, you got to take care of it. God's giving you that power. God's giving you that authority need to take care of your field in order to receive a harvest in due time. Hallelujah. People want to sit around and waiting for God to produce their harvest and and produce that miracle, but they want to sit back and do absolutely nothing. And that's not how the kingdom of God operates. That's not how God operates. We have a job that we need to do. We need to do our part. Watching our own field that is your heart and your mind. Keep it moist, watered all the time with the Word of God on a daily basis. Water that field with the Word of God on a daily basis. And ask yourself, what weed are are you allowing to grow in your garden? What weed are they that, that are growing in your garden that you're just letting it go? Have the Lord reveal that to you. As a matter of fact, fast and pray and ask the Lord to reveal that to you and remove him pluck him out from the roots, pluck him out from the roots. We have a um a vegetable garden at home, and on a daily basis we we're reaping a harvest of tomatoes and and peppers and cucumbers and and eggplant and, and it's just amazing it's beautiful uh, what's taking place out there and as a matter of fact, my, my daughter saw it the other day and she said, Dad, this is out of hand. I mean, this this is crazy what you have going on here. Listen, we have so much that I, I give to my 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 daughter and I give to my neighbors. Why? Because of the harvest that it's producing. The harvest that it's producing. But I'm going to tell you that I had to do something about it. Before I planted anything, I had to prepare the grounds. I had to get the right soil for whatever I was going to plant in those ground. I had to prepare the ground. I had to get the right soil. I had to get the right seed. Come on, somebody has to listen to me. I had to get the right fertilizer. I have to put the right amount of water on there, the right amount of sun hitting it on a daily basis in order to produce the harvest that I have right now. That I have right now always keeping an eye on those weeds, always keeping an eye if a weed comes out, because the weed will destroy that harvest, and not only the weeds, but we got the, uh, uh, the uh, Japanese beetles, by the way, they're not Chinese beetles, they're Japanese beetles, the Japanese beetles, uh, they will come, uh, especially in the summer, And uh, they will eat the plant up, whatever it is. If it's vegetables, whether it's vegetables or flowers or whatever it is, the Japanese beetle will come in and eat the leaves. It will eat the life. I am telling you, those beetles are demonic. Are demonic. Because those beetles will do the same thing that the enemy does. Come in and destroy what was living there at one point it it will it will leave the 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 tree just on the stems that's all that will be left so what is it that you got to do what is it that I've had to do i've had to get a uh um i had to get a um a, a chemical not not a it's it's not a chemical it's um it's a a powder that i put on the uh, the plants and uh, obviously they're uh, there's nothing wrong with putting uh, that, uh, that powder on it. But once those beetles come there and they make contact with that powder, immediately they die. But i got to keep an eye on the harvest. i got to keep an eye on what I planted. i got to keep an eye on the vegetables and make sure that, that they're, they're, there's no weeds, that there's no beetles or anything like that. you got to do the same thing with your mind. you got to do the same thing with your spirit. Hallelujah. What is it that you are allowing to come in? What is it that you're accepting? What is it that you're allowing to come into your spirit? No different than the plants. I got to spray them. I got to spray them at times with organic solution as well that I have purchased. Uh, uh, An organic solution that, that will kill them. Uh, together with that powder uh, that I that I use um, but I, I want to make sure that I have a harvest. I want to make sure that they're healthy that the plants are healthy in order to give and to share with others my neighbors around. you do you understand that if you don't take care of your mind, if you don't take care of your spirit of of, of what uh, the spirit man is being fed with, how can you give to others? How can you give to others that are in need out there? You see, the mind, our heart, is no different. What are you thinking? What are you pondering on? Unrestrained thoughts produce unrestrained actions. Don't forget that word. Unrestrained thoughts produce unrestrained actions. Remove the toxic thoughts The wheeze out of your brain, out of your brain, remove them from your brain. I want to take you and I and I want to close with this. I want to take you to Ephesians chapter four. Yeah, Ephesians chapter four. And I want to share with you what it says here, starting in verse number 17. If you're there, say amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Listen to what it says in Ephesians chapter four. It says, on verse seventeen, it says, "Therefore I say this and testify in the Lord." Therefore I, therefore I say this and testify in the Lord. You should no longer walk as Gentiles walk in the futility of their thoughts. In other words, uh, walking in separation, pointlessness, or or uselessness. No. There, there, there's a purpose in your life. There's a greater purpose in your life than what you think right now. Come on. Don't, don't allow the enemy to tell you that that you're not worthy. Don't let the enemy tell you that it's too late to change your mind right now. It, it's too late to uh, transform your mind right now. Don't allow that. That is a lie. That is a lie that is coming straight from the pit of hell. That's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to tie you down, change you down with lies and have you believe them. But I am telling you that Christ came to set us free. And you need to understand this. Listen to what it says here. In futility of their thoughts, they are darkened in their understanding excluding from the life of God. Because of the ignorance that is in them because of the hardness of their hearts. It's talking about the the, the people that are like that in futility. Verse number 9. They became callous and gave themselves over to promiscuity for the practice of every kind of impurity with a desire for more and more. When you open that door, you know what? You're not satisfied with, with this right here. You want more, and you want more, and you want more. And that's why it ends up in death. Whatever it is that you're doing to an extreme, it will take you to the grave. Listen to what it says in the Word of God. Verse number 20. But that is not how you learn about the Messiah. Assuming that you heard about Him and were taught by Him because of the truth is in Jesus. You took off your former way of life, the old self that is corrupt by deceitful desires. You are being renewed in the spirit of your minds. Hallelujah. How many can say amen to that? You and I are being renewed. Listen to what it says here. You are being renewed in the spirit of your minds. Hallelujah. Our minds are being renewed on a daily basis by the word of God. Glory to Jesus. You put on the new self, the one created according to God's likeness and righteousness. Created by God. God's likeness and righteousness. Come on. Do you want to be liked by God? Do you want to be righteous before God? There's an inheritance that belongs to you. Don't allow the enemy, with his lies and with his scheme, steal you that inheritance. Steal from you that inheritance. It is yours. In the mighty name of Jesus, twenty verse twenty-five. It says, "Since you put away lying, speak. Uh, uh, since you put away lying, speak the truth. Speak the truth, each one, to his neighbors, because we are members of one another." Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your, on your anger. And do not give the devil an opportunity. The thief must, go, must steal no more. Hallelujah. Instead, he must do honest work with his own hands so that he, is some, he has something to share with anyone in need. No foul language is to come from your mouth, but only what is good for the building up of someone in need. I guarantee you that if you make yourself available, you will find somebody in need that you could help and encourage with the word of God, with the scripture of the living God. Listen to what it says here. So that it gives grace to those who hear the word and don't grieve God's Holy Spirit. Don't grieve God's Holy Spirit. You were sealed by him. For the day of redemption, all bitterness, anger, wrath, shouting, and slander must be removed from you along with all malice. It doesn't belong in you. It doesn't belong in me. It's not part of us. We're a new child in Christ Jesus. For those that have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. We are a new creation. Hallelujah. Understand that. And be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as God has also forgiven you in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. I, I want to I reiterate on verse 23 and 24. You are being renewed in the spirit of your minds. Our minds are being renewed. Hallelujah. But we got to do our work. We got to do our part. Understand that it's just not sitting back and say, God bless me and God changed me and God do this. No, 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 no. We got to do our part. We need to shut the door completely and lock it completely to the enemy. Don't give him a break. Don't give him an inch. Hallelujah. Renew your mind on a daily basis. What is it that you're allowing To go into your spirit. Listen to what it says in the word of God. You are being renewed in the spirit of your minds. You put on the new self. The one created according to God's likeness. In righteousness and purity of the truth. And it doesn't stop there. On verse number 30 it says. And don't grieve God's Holy Spirit. Don't grieve God's Holy Spirit. You were sealed by him for the day of redemption. Hallelujah. You have been sealed by Him for the day of redemption. Glory to God. What are you thinking? What is it that you're thinking? Is your thinking aligning with the Word of God? Do you understand that it's your responsibility to keep the weeds out? To keep them out all the time? And you know what? Weeds could be in your life, could be a friend, could be a relationship that you're in, a toxic relationship that you are in that has nothing to do with God. A toxic relationship that is bringing you down on a daily basis and what you were called to do for the kingdom of God, you can't do it because there's something that's tying you back, holding you back. And that is that toxic spirit understand what i'm saying i pray that you receive it in your spirit that god would reveal this to you in a mighty and powerful way i i, I pray that as as i close in prayer right now and as i and as i uh, uh, just give you an opportunity to accept jesus christ as your lord and savior that that you would just uh, feel that burden in your heart To accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior if you haven't yet. Because I am telling you, what you need, it's not a person. What you need is the spirit of the living God residing inside of you. It's not a new relationship. It's not a, 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 a wife, a different wife or a different house. No, 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 no. It's a relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe you're there and you're saying, Pastor, I I've opened so many doors, I've done so many things, and and I don't think uh, uh, I I I, w- I see it impossible as I would be able to renew my mind. That is a lie from the pit of hell, and that's what the enemy wants you to believe. To continue to be in bondage, but Jesus has come to set you free. Right there where you're at, I. If you say, Pastor, I've never accepted Jesus as your Lord, as my Lord and Savior, I want to give you this opportunity today. Because I want to make sure that you will rest tonight, that you would have the peace that surpasses all understanding. That you will understand that you and I are not in control, but God is. God is in control of our life. We just need to act and do what is right according to the Word of God. This is our guide nothing else this is our guide absolutely nothing else so if that's you today and i just want you to raise uh, your hands right there just stand up right there where you're at just stand up right there where you're at and just repeat after me father in the mighty name of jesus lord i'm i'm a sinner lord jesus and i i've messed it up numerous times lord and and i ask for forgiveness father i ask that you would just forgive me right now lord i need a savior lord I've opened doors that I should have never opened. I've I've done things. I've I've tried things. I've experienced with things. I've uh, I've I've engaged in things that I should have never done, but I did, Lord, but I did. And I feel it. I feel it in my mind. I feel it in my spirit that I am. I've gotten to the point that I I feel that there's no more return. There's no return. But Lord, I surrender my life to you today, Lord. And I ask for forgiveness, Lord, for everything that I've I've done. Come on, just repeat it after me. Uh, uh, Forgive me, Lord, for everything that I've done. And I want to accept your son, Jesus, right now. Say it loud. Say it loud right there where you're at. Lord, I want to accept your son, Jesus, right now as my Lord and Savior. I need a Savior right now, Lord. And I ask you to come into my life, come into my heart right now. I pray that I would have peace, Lord that I haven't had in a long time. I pray right now for you, right now in the mighty name of Jesus. If you have genuinely said this prayer, I I am telling you that that there's something that the Lord is doing in your life right now. Uh, Whether you're a man or a woman or a child, whatever it might be, listen, God is working in your life right now. I am telling you that that peace that you need, uh, it's gonna come into your life right now. Right now, your spirit is gonna be renewed. Your mind is going to be renewed. Allow the Holy Spirit to strip whatever He needs to strip from your life, from your mind, from your heart. The past is the past. We're not going to continue to speak about the past. It's all over. It's all over. But I thank you for making that prayer today, genuinely from your heart. Make sure that you write us a, a, a quick uh, email. Let us know the, what the Lord has done in your life through this message. I, I declare in the mighty name of Jesus that this message has been a blessing for your life. Hallelujah. And I pray that you would share with somebody that you know that is also in need of hearing this word. Hallelujah. And I pray for those now that have opened doors that you should have never opened and you when you were walking with the Lord at one point and and you slipped away, you got off at the wrong exit. Listen, uh, there is a way of return and the way of return is through Christ Jesus. And Jesus wants to give you the opportunity today, right now, right now. So just come rushing to the altars right now. Come rushing to the altars and, and the ministers are, are, are here with you and the ministers are going to help you through this and the ministers are going to pray with you. But, but you need to understand that you need to leave it at the altar today once and for all. And make sure that once you say this prayer, you don't open the door again once you walk out of the church. Please don't open the door again to the enemy. Remember that he's only come to kill, steal, and destroy. But there's life, there's promises, there's a legacy for your life, there's an inheritance for your life that the enemy is trying to destroy and to take away from you. And you need to understand that it's not only just gonna affect you, but it's gonna affect those that are around you. It's gonna affect your kids if you're married, it's gonna affect your grandkids. It's going to affect your great-grandkids. Is that the legacy that you want to leave behind? Or you want to leave a godly legacy behind? That it will be... uh, your, 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 Your legacy will be blessed. Hallelujah. Because of the decision you made one day. Right there where you're at. Just lift up your hands right now. If you are really ready to surrender it to God, that door that you've opened so wide and and you've you decided to do things your way, and you decided to uh, listen to other voices that do not have anything whatsoever to, to, to the Word of God, they, those voices do not align with the Word of God. If you are really honest with God and you say, Lord, I'm sorry and, and forgive me for what I've done. If that's you right now, just lift up your hands right there. And I declare the Spirit of God The spirit of the living God falls upon you right now. Repent right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Ask God for forgiveness right now. And the love of God will overwhelm you right now this moment. And will set you free from that bondage. In the mighty name of Jesus. I declare it done. Right there, right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Expect a difference in your life. Hallelujah. Your mind is renewed by the word of God. Hallelujah. But you need to do something about it. You need to do it on a daily basis. Would you be willing to do that? Would you be willing to do that? I am telling you, those tormenting spirits, those uh, uh, spirits that that have had you in bondage for years, we declare that they're gone in the mighty name of Jesus. They must flee at the name of Jesus. Now at the name of Jesus. So Father, we thank you, Lord. Just lift up your hands right there and just thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him right now for what God has done in your life, even right now. And He is not going to stop. He's going to continue on. As long as you continue to walk with Him and be sincere, And don't open doors that you shouldn't be opening. Keep those weeds out. Amen? Keep those weeds out. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I bless everyone that is watching right now. Everyone that is hearing us right now, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, I bless them, Lord. I declare that they're the head and not the tail, Lord Jesus. I declare, Father, that greater days are coming right now. The latter will be better than the former. Hallelujah, in the mighty name of Jesus. Blessings. Blessings from God above. Hallelujah. I declare that your business prosper. I declare that your marriage prospers in the mighty name of Jesus. I bless you and your family. I bless your finances in the mighty name of Jesus. I love you in the mighty name of Jesus and we are continuing to pray for you on a daily basis. Make sure that you send us an email and let us know what God has done in your life. Hallelujah. We bless you in the mighty and glorious name of Jesus and we love you. Hallelujah. In Jesus' holy and precious name amen and amen. Share this message with somebody in Jesus' holy name. Amen. God bless you. God bless.